Welcome to Elevate, the masterclass where we dissect the elements of exceptional achievement and lifestyle design with a focus on personal growth and real estate investing. Now, here's your host, Tyler Chesser. Elevate Nation, welcome back. This is Tyler Chesser. I'm so thankful to have you here. And I am feeling good. I'm blessed and grateful to be sitting with Brian Briscoe today. But I was just thinking about this before I turned on uh, you know, recording and doing all this stuff is, and I'm feeling good today. I was talking about this the other day. I was feeling good. Today was a good day, but it just feels like those days keep coming. And I think that it has to do with intention, right? You know, it's about our mindset. It's about how do we show up for our day, but it's also the compounding effect of our habits and all these things. And so I hope you guys are feeling the same, but I was also thinking of, you know, this mantra that I, that I heard that the Navy SEALs do. Uh, in Bud's training, it's like this crazy thing where they're, you know, they're trying to basically make it through and actually become a Navy SEAL where they say, you know, feeling good, looking good, ought to be in Hollywood, feeling good, looking good, ought to be in Hollywood. And that, that, that mantra was coming up in my mind. And uh, maybe it's, you tell yourself that until it's true, right? You tell yourself that uh, you're feeling good, and you're looking good, and that you should be in Hollywood. Maybe that's something that we create, right? You step into what you desire. So if you're not feeling good today, but you want to feel good, perhaps there's a clue here. Perhaps there's a lesson. So anyway, just wanted to plant that seed, uh, but also share that uh, unique story. But I'm blessed and grateful to be with you today. Thank you for tuning in. And I got to ask you the question, are you ready to take it to another level? We're absolutely going to do that today with Mr. Brian Briscoe, uh, an amazing individual, an amazing person who has served our country for 20 years as a Marine Colonel and Marine Lieutenant Colonel. And I'll tell you a little bit more about that here soon. Uh, but he's also an amazing multifamily investor, you know, connector, social media influencer. He's an amazing person. But I got to ask you the question, are you ready to take it to another level today? I want to welcome you back to the show where we sit down for mind expanding conversations with influential authorities in real estate, as well as top experts in other industries and disciplines. This is for leaders, entrepreneurs, and real estate investors who have a burning desire for the extraordinary, a white hot burning desire to be great, to be extraordinary, and to be uncommon. It's our mission to identify and apply how the best of the best raise the bar personally and professionally to achieve greatness in real estate and beyond. And you know this, but I want to open your mind to the fact that we are going to distill the mindset, the habits, routines, systems, tools, strategies, and so much more from an individual like Brian Briscoe, who has not only served our country and protected our freedom for so long, but he's also elevating to a life without limits so that you can identify and apply how you can do the same for yourself. And if you appreciate what we're doing, uh, we would certainly be grateful if you subscribe to the show. Guess what? We come out with two shows every single week. They are 100% for free, and we're bringing the heat. We're going to turn the dial up now and into the future. And let me tell you, we're going to bring the best of the best, not only within the real estate space, but also, you know, top experts and top, you know, thinkers in this beautiful blue planet that we have. So if you're enjoying this, subscribe to the show and uh, give us a rating, you know, a five-star rating. If you're so inclined, it helps. And I appreciate it from the bottom of my heart. And also, you know, give us a five-star review, right? You know, give us a rating and a review and let us know specifically, what are you taking away from the show? I also encourage you to become a part of the Facebook community, Elevate Podcast community, go over there and check that out and engage with the tribe and expand relationships within the tribe and expand the conversation about 
hey, what is it that you're taking away from this podcast? Also share this with a friend because the show is 100% for free and we want to keep it that way. We will keep it that way. The only thing we ask and the only thing I ask is that you share this with someone that you care about, someone that you know, maybe you work with, maybe it's someone, you know, in your life, maybe it's your spouse, maybe it's a friend, a close friend, or maybe it's someone that you haven't talked to in a while. It's like, hey, I hope you're doing well. I also wanted to share this because I think it might help you, it might serve you. And uh, that's what we're doing. So that's the fee. If, you, if you've if you shared it with someone else before, uh, go ahead and do that again. We'd be super grateful for that. Also want to mention Elevate Coaching Academy, Elevate High Performance Coaching Academy, because it is amazing. We are literally signing up some people right now. And we've got a few more spots open. But I want to encourage you to go check out elevatecoachingacademy.com. We have a free masterclass workshop uh, for you to view and learn about really the five shifts that will help you attain the five freedoms. And we talk about the five freedoms It is, you know, financial freedom, it's time freedom, it's geographic freedom, it's impact freedom, you know, freedom to impact, and then also freedom of relationships, free, freedom of choosing who you're going to spend your time with, freedom of choosing, you know, what you're going to spend your time doing, where you're going to spend your time. And, uh, you know, we, we are all about that. And, you know, Elevate High Performance Academy is something that Coach Trevor McGregor and myself have been working on for years now. And we're officially launching that. So we invite you to be a part of that. It's an immersive eight-week program where you get to be a part of a tribe of other people who are looking to elevate to a life without limits and also receive direct coaching from Coach Trevor McGregor and myself. And uh, this is going to be life-changing. It's going to be transformative. We invite you to do that. But first, the, really the first step is to go check out the free masterclass. It's a it's a 45-minute training. And let me tell you, it's amazing. So you'll, you'll want to grab a pen and a you know, piece of paper and uh, play full out because it will absolutely bring massive value to you uh, if you let it. And so I uh, just wanted to plug that elevatecoachingacademy.com. And uh, with all that said, I want to dive in and introduce you to Mr. Brian Briscoe. Brian is co-founder of the multifamily investing firm Four Oaks Capital, which currently controls 485 units and $21 million in assets under management. He is also the host of the exciting new podcast, Diary of an Apartment Investor, which is a great format, by the way. I love the format and the creativity that he brings. I'm excited to be a guest here soon. And uh, the show actually brings an experienced and an aspiring investor together on each episode. He is an active duty Marine Lieutenant Colonel stationed at the Pentagon and will will retire in summer 2021 after 20 years of service. So without further ado, please enjoy this amazing discussion with Mr. Brian Briscoe. Brian, welcome to the show, sir. How are you? Doing well. How are you doing, Tyler? I'm doing fantastic. And I just want to begin by just thanking you for your service, right, to our country. Thank you for defending our freedom, for contributing to our freedom. I just wanted to lead off with that, if if you don't mind. Oh, you know, don't mind at all. You know, thank you very much for your support. And thank you for, for saying so. No, absolutely. And one thing I'd love to just kind of dive into, but, you know, actually, let me let me just kind of uh, get an understanding of, you know, we know a little bit about you kind of from your bio and you and I have connected, you know, for, I would say probably about a year or so just through social media. And I know about what you're doing in the business and, you know, just being a connector, but tell me, tell us a little bit more about, you know, who is Brian Briscoe kind of behind the bio? 
You know, um, I, I think the best thing to, to start with that is, you know, I, I grew up in Salt Lake City. You know, I was, I was a member, I still am a member of the Church of Jesus Christ. And, you know, around age 18, 19, I went on a mission for my church. And that, that's one of the things that's kind of been the hallmark of my, my life. One of the anchors um, is, is just faith. But you, past that period, um, I mean, prior to that, I think I took everything for granted, you know, really did. I thought I, I grew up in a poor neighborhood. You know, I really, you know, looked at everyone else and they had the Nintendos and, and the, you know, several TVs in their house, you know, and I was in a house with no Nintendo and only one TV, you know, and it was just one of those, um, that was that was my mindset growing up, um, thinking that, uh, that we were the poor and fortunate people. But, um, you know, spending two years in Chile, you know, kind of, really opened my mind and my eyes to, to what the world is like and how fortunate that, uh, that I really am, you know, having been born, you know, in the United States in, in the area where I was born. But uh, so decided to, you know, take my, my studies a little more seriously. And at the time, um, I also got into the, the Marine Corps Reserves, you know, so 20, I was 24 when I, when I enlisted, which is a little old. Um, but I was going through graduate school. I wanted to be a college professor and, uh, you know, so Marine reservist and I'm a PhD student at the university of Minnesota and the world trade center goes down, you know, and it's just one of those things where, um, you know, significant events in people's life. I mean, that's, that's probably one of the most significant events, um, that I went through because of the, the change in direction. I mean, it was almost a 90 degree turn from what I had intended on doing, what I was planning on doing and what I was studying to do to what I ended up doing as a career, you know, and um, obviously, you know, 2020 right now. Um, so that was, you know, 19 years and change, uh, you know, ago, but uh, yeah. So, you know, started out wanting to be a teacher, uh, a professor, you know, do research in at a university level and ended up joining the Marine Corps. And, you know, I, I've definitely enjoyed it. Um, I've been able to see the world it's challenging at times and, and a lot of times hard on the family. Um, and between enjoying it and not really planning to get out or never really figuring out what I wanted to do when I grew up, kind of led to me staying in for, for 19, almost 20 years now. So, um, you know, in, inside the, the Marine Corps, you know, recently I've been working as a foreign area officer. So, you know, my, my specialty is Latin America. So anywhere... Uh, and I work at the Pentagon right now, of all places. And uh, um, it sounds cool, you know, until you've actually worked there. But uh, uh, anyway, that's so basically, once again, leveraging, you know, that that time I spent 19 in Chile, you know, spoke a foreign language, I already had some some knowledge of culture and, and the region. Um, anyway, so yeah, for the last several years, I've been working as a foreign area officer. And basically where you know, the Marine Corps and Latin America intersect, you know, I'm, I'm somewhere in that mix. Um, so, you know, fast forward to a couple of years ago, you know, I, I decided and I, I made the realization that, you know, if I didn't make a plan to get out, I would stay in and just endure all the hardships that come along with military, you know, and um, I have five kids in every move we've made. Um, th there's only one move that we really wanted to make, you know, there's only one place where we were just like, yeah, I can't wait to leave here. But everywhere else, we, we've loved where we've lived. And, you know, the kids have started to grow roots. And each each move has gotten progressively harder and harder. 
but uh you know like i said it, it was this last move that kind of made me really realize that you know number one you know at the end of the three-year tour i hit my 20-year mark which makes me eligible to retire and number two you know the constant moving is just is it, too hard on the kids you know too hard on my family so um that's where i decided to deliberately take things in my own hand um hands i have two of them um and uh, basically create this apartment investing business that we have. Um, you know, along the way, found a couple of partners that have been amazing and, and got a lot of help doing so. But, you know, I'd say from, you know, a 30,000 foot, you know, view, that's, that's who Brian Briscoe is. That's awesome. Thank you for giving us kind of yeah. the full range of the story. And one of the things that really comes to mind for me is that, you know, you've really embraced change throughout your mm -hmm. life. And, you know, it's, I don't know what the, the the quote is directly, but, you know, it's it's not the change in the winds, but it's how you set your sails. And it seems that you've been able to adjust your sails along the way appropriately and just kind of strikes me, you know, thinking about like your original path and then events that occurred you know, whether it was just your perspective of, you know, hey, you know, we were not less fortunate by experiencing perhaps a more of a third world country and, and what that really looks like, and perhaps what reality may look like for many other people throughout the world, and perhaps most other people mm -hmm. throughout the world. So what a powerful shift in perspective, but then also thinking about, you know, 9-11, when obviously it was such a impactful event for for really, you know, especially everyone that lived in the United States, you know, people that were directly affected, but then also, it was interesting how you described how that moment kind of perhaps changed your future a little bit. It's like, well, maybe I maybe I'm not going to be a teacher, maybe this PhD isn't my path. Right? You no, know, it, it was it was a slow change. That decision was it took me, you know, I it's not like I made a decision right there, but it was it was a several week process. And um, interestingly enough, I have I have a letter. It's it's in a file cabinet out in the garage from the University of Minnesota that says that I can resume the PhD program. You know, basically when my tour at the Marines is done. So that that was one thing I didn't want to close that door. And when I went active duty, I was fully intending on going back. But uh, you know, somewhere along the lines, you know, I kind of compared, you know active duty Marine Corps to going back and spending three to four years. Um, at some point, it was not financially, it didn't make financial sense, you know, to to go back to school for four to five years to get a PhD, to get a job that would make exactly what I was making, you know, as, as a captain in the Marine Corps, you know, mm -hmm. so, um, you know, at, at first, I kind of regretted at first, I, I kind of, you know, wished I was a college professor, but um, I, I fully embraced that. That ship sailed. But yeah, it, a, a lot of the changes, you know, some of them were abrupt, and but for the most part, you know, very, very gradual, very gradual changes. And um, you know, yeah, I, I've definitely reset my sails many times in my life. Hey guys, just a quick word from our sponsor, and we'll be right back to the show. This episode of Elevate is brought to you by CF Capital, and you know how much I love real estate and how it can be a vehicle towards creating any outcome that you want in your life, which is really why we created CF Capital, a real estate investment firm that focuses on acquiring and operating multifamily assets that provide stable cash flow, capital appreciation, and a margin of safety for our investors, for our partners, and for the people that we serve. Our team leverages its expertise in acquisitions and management to provide investors like you with superior risk-adjusted returns while placing a premium on preserving capital. 
Our mission is to provide property investment and asset management solutions to help investors maximize their returns by investing in high value multifamily communities. Our philosophy is that we can elevate communities together through this process. And I want to invite you to go check out cfcapllc.com because we have a free ebook that's called The Bottom Line, The 10 Ways to Increase Cash Flow in an Apartment Complex. And I want to tell you that this is a value-packed ebook. So I want to, want to invite you to go check that out right now at cfcapllc.com. I think you're going to get a ton of value just from reading this, whether you apply it to your own business or whether you educate yourself further on what it would look like if you invested with CF Capital. So go check that out at cfcapllc.com. Again, that's cfcapllc.com and enjoy the rest of the show. So wait a minute, you're talking about financial sense when it comes to uh, higher education. You're definitely not cut out for the academic world. I mean, most of this stuff yeah. doesn't make financial sense. I mean, it's interesting that you say that. Yeah, you know, and you know, I at the time, so I had two kids when I when I started in my, my active duty career, you know, and, um, you know, a starting salary for a, a math PhD, you know, this is back, you know, late 90s, early 2000 timeframe was like 65, 70 grand, you know, and, you know, four or five years into the Marine Corps, that's exactly what I was making, you know, it was just one of those, you know, do I do I want to really, you know, reduce my my standard of living, go back to, you know, um, scraping for pennies to be able to pay the rent and everything else. And, um, you know, anyway, I, I didn't want to go back to that, that type of lifestyle. And mm -hmm. um, I still enjoy teaching. I, I think that's, that's really helped you know, in, in my current business, because that's kind of been one of the focuses that I've, I've had was, you know, being able to teach people about real estate, being able to teach people about, you know, syndications and, and, and apartment investing. You know, so that that part of me still is still alive and burning, but you know, I, I've just taken it and focused it on a different subject. You know, so math is no longer the subject. It's you know, um, and, and quite frankly, I, I enjoyed math, but um, at times I had a hard time seeing myself, you know, sticking with math for the, for the rest of my life. Yeah, I can relate to that a lot myself. I really enjoy teaching. And in fact, when I was in college, I envisioned myself being a professor as well. And it's interesting that you described sort of the full circle there, because now you are in a position of being a teacher, right? And mm -hmm. there's obviously a component of math when it comes to being a successful real estate investor. So I think that's super powerful. And, you know, one thing that you mentioned as you were kind of describing your background a bit was enduring hardships that comes with being in the military. And mm -hmm. I think that's a powerful, I wanted to just drill into that a bit because, you know, everyone has their own form of hardships, right? It's just a matter of how do you respond and how, what is your perspective and what do you use in terms of tools that you gain from those type of experiences? So could you describe that a little bit more, what you meant by that? You know, um, a lot of the hardships, you know, are, you know, I, I'm gone a lot, you know, and, and that's probably the, it's probably harder. And my wife and I had this debate all the time, you know, what's harder? you know, me deploying, you know, going to a combat zone and having to deal with with all those stresses, or her staying home with, you know, you know, first appointment was two kids, and then three kids, and then five kids, you know, so um, I mean, there, there, there's a lot of stresses that go along with it. And, you know, the the thing that, that I always remember is, is I always have a support network there, there's always people who are around us who are able to help us. And, um, you know, for, for us, you know, we, we found that support network mostly through our church, you know, everywhere we're at, we have a congregation that we can lean on for support. 
Um, but it, it's also something that, you know, as, as a family, we just got to, you know, sit down and, you know, sometimes buckle down and, and just push through it. But um, yeah, I mean, most, most of the hardships have just been ones that you, you look at the light at the end of the tunnel, you know, you go on a deployment, it's not forever, you know, so every deployment I've been on, there's a start date and there's an end date, you know, and it's just like, okay, you know, this is going to be a 230 day deployment, you know, plus or minus five or eight days or whatever. And so you, you make the adjustments you need to make to, to deal with it. And, you know, once, once you're done, you, you know, transition back to um, the new normal. I mean, um, the, the very first deployment I had, I, I came back home and in my mind, I imagined everything would be exactly the same it was as, as when we left, you know, and it's just one of those things. It, it never is, you know, you, you get back and, um, you know, my wife and kids have dealt without me for six, seven, eight months and they've, they've learned their own, they've had different habits. They have different, you know, routines and everything else. And then when I get thrown back into the mix for them, um, there, there's adjustment periods on both sides, you know, so it's just something that, you know, you, it, I, I wish it got easier, but uh, um, what is easier is is we know what to expect. We know there's going to be adjustments. Um, and that part has gotten easier. But, uh, you know, um, the, the older your kids get, uh, it seems the, the more they resist and the more they they react, I guess, in, in a lot of ways. I think that's super powerful for anybody listening, whether you're in the military or not. I mean, just the fact that, hey, it's not forever. Sometimes when you're in a challenging position or you're in some adjustment period, it feels uncomfortable. But mm -hmm. reminding ourselves that, you know, everything is impermanent. This too shall pass. The good, the mm -hmm. bad, the ugly, right? And so having yeah. a bit of an equanimity sort of approach is so valuable. So thank you for sharing that. And, you know, one thing I'd love to know further, you know, just thinking about your background and your experience and enduring these hardships and just growing as an individual, How's your experience as, you know, whether it's been your 20 years in the Marines mm -hmm. or, you know, your experience prior to that and just enduring, you know, just constant change, how's that equipped you to be a better leader, entrepreneur, and ultimately investor as well? You know, the one, one thing Marines pride, we, we pride ourselves on a couple of things, you know, number one is, is we just don't quit. We don't retreat. You know, it doesn't matter how hard things are going to get. If, if there's a mission in front of us, we're going to accomplish it or die trying, you know, and that's, that's just kind of the attitude. And, you know, the other thing is, is we pride ourselves in attention to detail, you know, um, you know, Marines are, are very proud by nature, you know, we kind of, it's kind of something that's instilled into us, you know, from the very beginning, but uh, you know, just, just having that, that never say die, never quit attitude has really helped. Um, I mean, multifamily investing is not an easy field to break into you know, you're, you're talking about, you know, getting loans for, you know, millions of dollars and, you know, basically operating a multi-million dollar business. Um, it's not easy. And, you know, I, I started out looking at everything that I had to do and it was just like, okay, you know, I've been through plenty of, you know, military courses on planning, the planning portion, you know, the, the ability to be able to look at a very complex operation like we do in the military and be able to put all the pieces together in a coherent plan has really translated well to multifamily because that's, that's essentially what I did. You know, two years ago, I sat down and I, I had a target end date, you know, which, you know, 236 days from now, um, at the time it was, you know, a four digit number. I'm like, Hey, by the time I get to, this date where I could potentially retire, I want to have bridged the gap between, 
my retirement pension and my current income, you know, and, um, you know, we do get a, a pension as, as military, which is one of the benefits of service. But uh, if you compare it to your take home pay, it's about one third, you know, so it's, um, but it's money coming in every month for the rest of your life. But uh, so yeah, the end of the day, that that's one of the things that has really helped out a lot is just be able to go from point A where I was two years ago to, you know, 236 days from now when I would retire and have that income not drop off. So I approached it with the accomplish the mission, you know, and in a way I burned my ships. I haven't looked for any other employment opportunities. You know, it's, it's all in, or, you know, it's like the Pikes Peak or bus type mentality. I love that. And I love how you were able to really establish a clear goal, you know, by just the simple fact of, Hey, this is when my, you know, my drop dead date is, so to speak on the main gig. And now it's like, all right, well, let's reverse engineer, you know, the practical steps thereafter in terms of, you know, setting up a multifamily investing business. So <laughs> when did you actually get started in, in uh, investing in multifamily real estate? So I, I, Depends on when you start the clock, you know, there, there were several, several times, you know, there, there was a deployment that I did in 2017. And, you know, from one perspective, that's when I started, because that's, that's the first time I read about multifamily. And that's really when I decided, you know, this, this single family crap isn't for me anymore. You know, it's too, too, too hard to scale, too slow to scale. And I caught the idea of multifamily, you know, spent about a year, you know, learning about it, listening to podcasts. Um, and then, about summer, you know, 2018, which is, you know, two and a half years ago, I started actually walking properties. And I remember walking out of one of the properties and just scratching my head thinking, I don't know if that's a good price for this. <laughs> I don't know how much it's going to cost to renovate. I don't know what the rents are going to be. I mean, I don't even know if this is going to be a good deal. Yep. And that's where I, I, I paused, you know, and that was, that was before I put together the, the, the bigger plan that I was just talking about. That's when I realized that I needed more than just a, you know, ad hoc, I can wing it plan. But uh, so I, I would say about two and a half years and, you know, depending on where you start the clock, but um, I'll, I'll start the clock, you know, summer 2018. And I bought into a, a uh, coaching program. And before I did, I bought the, you know, online um, education program, you know, started going through the videos and, and audio programs and whatnot. And then um, realized that, okay, I got, I got all the information, but it would sure be nice if I had somebody looking over my shoulder helping out. So um, decided to, to pay for a coaching, uh, coaching program as well. So, um, which, you know, once again, when when I was looking at the timeline I had, you know, I had roughly three years to replace my active duty income. Um, time wasn't on my side, you know, and I wanted to be able to accelerate things. And the coaching program is what made the most sense. So, you know, basically, you know, withdrew, cashed in some of the, the stocks that I had and boom, there you go, coaching program. And that, that really helped out a lot. You know, it put me in a network with people. Um, and it really helped open my mind as to the, the possibilities, you know, um, there, there's been several fundamental shifts in mindset that have taken place, getting me to where I am and, you know, just being around other people who are involved in the multifamily space, you know, has, has helped me a lot to be able, has really opened my mind and unlocked, I think some dormant potential that I've had this whole time and just not realized it. But, uh, 
Yeah. So two and a half years, long answer to a very short question. I love, I love the way that you describe that. And I think it's important to just kind of recap a bit. I mean, obviously you started with education and the more you learned, the more you realized you didn't know. And you said, Hey, well, wait a minute, what's the best way for me to accelerate my growth? And it was to invest in coaching. It was to invest in mentors. It was to invest mm -hmm. further in your education so that, you know, when you deploy capital, it is maximized. And so yeah. tell me a little bit about the, the fundamental mindset shifts that unlocked dormant potential. I love the way that you oh, described yeah. that too, by the way. So uh, with the real estate category, I mean, the first one I would say would be Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And I read that, you know, I was, I was at my first duty station. So it was probably 2005. He talks a lot about commercial real estate. And I remember reading that and thinking, hmm, I can't do commercial real estate. That sounds too complicated. Hmm. But I can do single family homes, you know, and that's when I started purchasing, you know, single family investment properties. Um, you know, so that that book by itself opened my mind to the possibilities, but there was a major mental block there over I can't do commercial real estate. Um, you know, the, the next thing that really opened my mind was just another book that I read. It was uh, a Bigger Pockets book by Bearded, Bearded Brandon, you know, Brandon Turner. And it was, you know, the title's like super long. It's like how I bought a 24 unit apartment building with little or no money out of pocket and blah, 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 blah. But, <laughs> you know, that kind of made me realize that multifamily was actually accessible. Um, and, you know, I started reading it. I'm like, you know what, if, if he could buy a 24 unit with not a lot of money out of pocket, I can certainly buy a five or an eight or a 10 unit, you know? That's, that's within the realm of possibility, and that's going to scale a lot faster than buying five or eight or 10 single-family homes. Um, so that was the next mindset shift. And um, I remember you know, a couple of months after, after that, I was at a, a big real estate conference. Uh, it was a Michael Blanc event, and it was here in my local area. And I think the only reason I went is because it was a 20-minute drive from my house, right? So... Um, you know, I went big and I paid for that VIP ticket. And I remember at the at the networking event, um, I met a guy who was who is retired Air Force, also lives in this area. You know, he's got like hundred thousand or hundred million dollars in assets under management. You know, thousands of doors, and we connected because you know we're both military. You know, we both had you know Pentagon experience, and you know we're you know lamenting about our Pentagon experiences and. Um, remember at one point I shared with him what I was planning on doing. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to buy myself a sixplex or an eightplex. And he's like, no, 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 you aren't. And he literally put his hand on my shoulder. We were in the corner of a, of the, um, the networking area. And he kind of pointed to everybody else there. He's like, look at everybody else here. He's like, none of those guys out there are any better than you are. And a lot of them are doing it. A lot of them are buying 50 units, 100 units, 200 units. You're like, you don't have to buy a fiveplex to be able to buy a 100-unit apartment building, you know? And, you know, at the time I started thinking, you know, it, like I said, I, I changed slowly and I kind of rejected the idea at first, but I went home and I thought about it. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to start talking to everybody and I'm going to start asking that question, you know? And by, by the end of that weekend, you know, I decided two things. I decided that's where I decided I needed to do the mentorship because I started talking to people and he was absolutely right. You know, those guys were just normal people. And the ones who were, you know, 
successful the quickest all had mentors. And just from being around other people and, you know, having this guy just point things out to me and just say, hey, look, you don't have to, okay? I'm giving you an opportunity, you know, I'm trying to help you here. You don't have to do that. You can do something better. And that, that was another fundamental mindset shift right there was just, just realizing that, okay, I can get partners. I can find other people to help me. And instead of pecking around at, you know, five or eight unit deals, I can buy a 50 or a hundred or, or something like that and scale a lot quicker. So, you know, from there on out, you know, I got into the mentorship program and I started actively looking for partners instead of actively looking for knowledge. You know, I think prior to then, my focus on all these conferences wasn't the networking. My focus on all these conferences was to go and acquire knowledge. And, you know, one of the fundamental shifts that I've made since then is I go to the conferences now for the people, not for what's presented on stage. And that ends up being far more valuable to me. And um, it should be far more valuable to anybody else as well is, is the people you meet at those conferences. Um, but yeah, that, that, that was another one of the big mindset shifts I had. And then um, partners, you know, bringing the partners in and having partners that stretch, you know. Um, I remember one of my partners is like, yeah, we're going to put an LOI in on a $10 million property. And that, that was also a stretch for me, you know, just getting used to larger and larger numbers, um, you know, slowly grew into, you know, being able to, you know, being comfortable with the idea of raising millions of dollars, you know, and that's, uh, anyway, those, those are, I think are the fundamental mindset shifts I had, you know, the, the events that have really, you know, painfully opened up my mind. I think it's extremely powerful. And I want to highlight, you know, really quickly, you know, we all have this inner voice, right? We have this inner voice that wants to protect us and wants to tell us, hey, you know, discomfort is bad. You know, we should be fearful of the unknown, we should be fearful of the future. And, you know, we just need to be safe so that we can survive, right? So we mm -hmm. can just, you know, we can you, you can pass on sort of our genes, right? At the end of the day, that's what human beings to the core, you know, that's what our, you know, limiting belief mindset tells us. And I think it's important, you know, you were talking about when you read Rich Dad, Poor Dad, you said, well, commercial real estate might be a little too complicated, but I could probably do single family homes. And it's interesting to kind of go back and say, hey, wait a minute, is this belief, is this voice telling me? you know, something that's limiting me? Or is it serving me? Or is mm -hmm. it, you know, empowering my future? And I think it's important to, you know, separate ourselves from that voice and from that, from that inner dialogue. So I, I just think that's extremely powerful. And I love also that you talked about, hey, you know what, I started to look for partners rather than more information, because there are people who get out there, you know, who want to build a real estate portfolio or any type of business. And they're like, hey, that next piece of information is going to really put me over the edge. Mm -hmm. But information is not power, you know, information with action is power. And, and this is a team sport, right? Multifamily investing oh, absolutely. is absolutely a team sport. So it's about who, how can you surround yourself with people who are stronger than you in some in some categories. So talk to me about the team dynamics now of Forex Capital. And how do you guys approach sort of that team, team, team spirit? You know, we, we first came together um, when uh, the current director of acquisitions, Eric Shirley, and I realized that we were talking to the same brokers and underwriting the same deals. <laughs> yeah, we, we were both involved in a couple of forums and we, we had, frankly, we had talked a couple of times prior to, um, you know, I, I, he posted somewhere at one time that he grew up in South Carolina and South Carolina was where I was looking for real estate. It's where my wife was born and raised. Um, you know, so I originally started talking with him because, 
you know, he literally grew up down the street from my wife. They, you know, different high schools, they didn't know each other, but, uh, um, you know, pushed that further down the road, we came together because we were competing and, you know, we decided to collaborate on one thing, you know, and it slowly grew from collaborating on one project to let's collaborate on everything that's within, you know, X and Y size and in this geographic area. And, and slowly our level of collaboration grew and grew until we got something under contract, you know, and the, the Four Oaks team came together when we got the first deal under contract. And, you know, we, we brought, uh, I mean, there's a reason it's Four Oaks, there's four of us. And there were four people in the GP on that deal trying to bring that first deal across the finish line. Um, at first, you know, I was, I, I kind of ran the show on the very first indication. You know, I was the one that found it. And in a, in a very selfish way, I wanted to keep hold of it. You know, part of me was afraid that, um, you know, the, the, the partners either wouldn't do as good of a job or that, you know, potentially they'd, they'd realize they, they could probably do it without me, you know? So, so in a very selfish way, I kind of held on to that and try and, and did the lion's share of the work getting that across the finish line, you know? Um, but very slowly, I started realizing that, you know, number one, I was partnered with some very capable individuals. Um, we all had the same, you know, long-term vision. We all had the same drive and hustle. And we all had the same time frame for when we wanted to get out of the rat race, you know. So that's, that's how we came together. And uh, our roles have slowly evolved over time. Um, I remember another, you know, painful conversation that, that, that I had. Um, Eric called, called me up one day and said, Hey, I want to be the director of acquisitions. I want to be the guy that finds the apartments, you know, but that's the role I had imagined me taking, you know, and there, there was a lot of mental anguish, you know, when, when he said that, and I'm like, no, ah, that's, that's what I want to do, you know? Um, but he made a very convincing argument, you know, he just said, um, you know, he's a medical device salesman and his region is the Carolinas. and He's on the road four or five days a week. And he just made the point out. He's like, number one, you live in DC. We're looking for properties in the Carolinas. I travel to Carolinas all the time. Number two, we're both really good at underwriting. I'm, I'm not cutting you out of anything. You know, it's just that I will be the main point of contact for everything. And, and he, the way he presented the thing, and then, and then, he, then he reminded me, Oh, by the way, you work at the Pentagon, which is like a black hole of communications. You know, <laughs> we can never contact you when you're inside the Pentagon. So, I mean, he made a very logical argument, and I, I conceded he was absolutely right. So, um, you know, we we've changed roles several times since. You know, that that was the first one that kind of really really stung. But uh, I mean, he is an absolutely amazing director of acquisitions, you know, we've got uh, three properties under contract right now. And, you know, all three of them should close in the next two weeks, you know, so it's just one of those where um, he's, he's been able to even throughout COVID, you know, we've we've closed on two 80 plus unit apartment buildings, you know, post COVID. And he, he's been able to sift through a lot of, you know, chaff that's out there and really find that that, you know, the, those grains and those little nuggets, but uh, so that, that's his role. You know, I'm, I'm the director of content right now. And um, out, of, out of the four of us right now, I'm the only one that still is in a full-time job. So they're, they're doing a little more of, of the business operations. 
So I run the podcast. I, I do a lot of the posting on, you know, LinkedIn. Um, just started an Instagram account for the, <clears throat> excuse me, for the podcast. And, you know, about ready to start, you know, basically upgrading our, our social media outreach. And, and that, that's my role right now while I'm active duty, because most of that can be done in the off hours and you just set the post, you know, you use one of those third-party programs to set the posting times or, or what have you. Um, you know, Todd Butler's our director of acquisitions, you know, he's also in the Carolinas. Um, so he's close to the properties. He's able to, you know, quickly get to any one of the properties. He's probably within a three hour drive of everything we own. Um, maybe four hours if traffic's bad in, in some locations. I'm assuming uh, you mean director of asset management. Yeah. Yeah. What did I say? You said acquisitions. No worries. Oh yeah. 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 <laughs> so, um, yeah, no, nobody re-roll the tape on this one. I said asset management, right? <laughs> there you go. So, there you go. um, yes. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, exactly. That's exactly what I meant. Um, he's the asset manager. Um, you know, he and Eric work hand in hand on a lot of things. Cause there's, you know, you, there has to be a really good turnover between the acquisitions and the asset manager. So, um, you know, they work hand in hand on that one. And, and Brian Mallon is our investor relations. You know, um, we all raise capital, but you know, he's our main investor relations guy. He does the portal. He does our updates. He does our website. He does everything else. You know, manages the accounts. Um, and oh, by the way, we just hired a chief financial officer. So excellent. Um, that's that's a big deal for us, and, and she's absolutely amazing. She's going to bring an extra extra level of um, credibility to to the team and just help us out a lot on the things that we're not good at. Hey guys, I just wanted to take a brief time out from this show, this incredibly mind expanding discussion to speak to the high achievers, the high performers. I wanted to speak to those who have a burning desire to go to the next level and beyond. First of all, I hear you and I see you. When I got started as a real estate entrepreneur, fresh out of my W2 corporate job, I was excited and jubilant to create and design my future. At the same time, my business and life was filled with confusion, filled with fear, doubt, uncertainty, and to be honest with you, sometimes even sleepless nights and hopelessness, even while experiencing what many would have considered substantial success. Ultimately, I mustered up the courage to hire one of the world's top high-performance business coaches to work directly with me on creating strategies, systems, and profound shifts towards accelerating my multifaceted performance and to become an industry leader. After years of investing significant resources into myself and in my business through this process, I am now paying it forward as a high-performance coach to those who feel called to elevate to the extraordinary. Wherever you are right now, you know deep down that you have it within you to be great. If you're someone who's seriously looking to elevate your business, your real estate portfolio, your cash flow, your deal flow, your network, your net worth, your lifestyle, and ultimately your life right now and ongoing for the rest of your life, I have a message for you because if that's you, then I invite you to visit coachwithtyler.com. I have limited coaching spots available to guide people like you who want to substantially close the gap from where you are to where you want to be. These are first come first serve and demand high touch one-to-one focus from me directly to you. And this is not for everyone. This is only for those who are decisive, committed, and willing to do whatever it takes. It's only for those willing to play full out and invest time, energy, and resources into themselves to achieve greatness in real estate investing and beyond, which is what we're all about on this podcast. This is for those defiantly inspired for transforming as an empowered, limitless, and unstoppable human being in full control of their and their business's future. If that is you, I invite you to visit coachwithtyler.com. 
Again, that's coachwithtyler.com where you can apply for this life-changing opportunity. We will then schedule a discovery session where we will directly discuss what's working, not working, and how we can work together to accelerate your future. With that said, enjoy the rest of the show. I love that. And I love surrounding myself with people that are smarter than me and their own, you know, their own unique way, their own unique mm-hmm. genius. And I, I love the the story that you described with your director of acquisitions who basically sold you. He proved in that moment how how relevant his uh, his demands were to be the uh, acquisitions director for your team. So that's awesome. And uh, Brian, I want to switch gears just slightly. I want to talk about you as an individual and really showing up as a high performer. How are you investing in yourself so that you can continue to kind of elevate to that next level? Well, so one thing that I recently did, you know, I got it right next to me because the box literally just came today, you know, high performance planner. So um, you know, right, right now I'm in a group that uh, one of my friends is running that's, you know, basically going through um, Brendan Burchard. I don't even know if I'm saying that name right. His, I think it's Bruchard. Bruchard, yeah. <laughs> uh, so uh, Brendan's book, you know, we'll just go with that, <laughs> High Performance Habits, and, and in a group that's dissecting that. And, and one thing that uh, I realized that I actually stopped doing once COVID started was, you know, my, my daily planning and you know, aligning my days and my weeks with my my long term goals. You know, I've I've been really good at keeping the my eye on the prize, which is um, keeping that that two hundred and thirty six day mark. You know, in the forefront and you know pushing the important things down the road. But I think I've let a lot of little things you know slide. You know, for example, I just got a text from somebody that I was supposed to call last week. You know, and I'm like, shoot, I forgot to call her. You know, but. So, so one thing I'm doing is I'm, I'm going back to, you know, a daily, you know, just revamping my daily routines so that I'm aligning each day's schedule with my longer term priorities and, you know, lining my week schedule with my long term priorities. So, um, yeah, that, that's it right now. But I, I think the biggest thing that I've done that's helped is, like I said, I kept my eye on the prize, you know, and that, that countdown, that daily countdown to retirement you know, every time somebody asks me, you know, yeah, we get a chuckle out of it, you know, 236 days, but who's <laughs> counting, right? Right. Um, you know, and, and people get a chuckle out of it, but it's it's really for for that purpose. And, you know, it's it's a constant reminder that I don't have a lot of time before we're going to have to live off of the fruits of my labor in, in the multifamily space. Yeah. And I think it's super important to have that clarity of where are you going, right? Because mm-hmm. the mind doesn't work on ambiguity. So you have the you have the clarity of your vision, then you can reverse engineer that what does that look like over the next six months? What does that look like over the next 90 days, mm-hmm. you know, the next month, the next week, and the next day and, and really breaking that down in the moment to be able to, you know, I call it win the moment, what am I doing now? If you want to yeah. win, it's about what am I doing now? Right. And also, who am I surrounding myself with? And how are we leveraging each other? And how are we thinking bigger? You know, how am I listening to that inner voice? And is this serving me? Is this limiting me? So there's a lot of a lot of power in what you just just described there. So thank you for that, Brian. I want to transition again into our rapid fire section. Now we call it the rare air questionnaire. It's all Mm -hmm. about being in common, right? It's about doing things that others aren't willing to do to get what others perhaps may not get uh, based on those decisions. So Talk to me, um, if you had to point to two or three of the most impactful books that you've read over the past few years, mm-hmm. outside of what we've already discussed, what would uh, what would you point to there? 
Um, I, I would say number one and always number one will be the Book of Mormon. Um, I've probably read that book, you know, 30 times cover for, cover to cover. And, you know, several in the past years, it's, it's, it's been an anchor for me um, in, in a lot of ways. Um, other impactful books, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. Um, that's another one that I've read cover to cover a couple of times. And I'll, I'll, I'll frequently just pop into one section here and there. Um, Miracle Morning has helped. And like I said, the one I'm going to right now is a High Performance Habits book. I love that. I love that. What's the biggest way that you elevate your life on a daily basis, Brian? You know, that's, that's, that's the hard part, you know, elevate on a daily basis. You know, there, there's something that I think um, just kind of a daily reflection. And I, I wish I could say I was successful at doing this every day. You know, the, uh, you know, in my prominent leader in my church has, has told everybody to do a, like a daily repentance, you know, which, which is really an alignment with, with what your goals are. You know, um, I'm not successful at it every day, but, you know, on a daily basis, I need to spend some time, you know, doing an internal audit. You know, what did I do today? You know, did I waste time today? You know, did I, did I do anything that's, you know, contrary to my values and my beliefs? Um, you know, was I effective and efficient? You know, did I treat my family like I want to treat them? You know, that, so that's, that's, probably it you know it's just i just need to be more consistent at it you know i should do it seven days a week you know i probably did it four times in the last week so um i'm working on it and uh you know maybe maybe this next year i'll i'll, I'll log at least 300 days but uh we'll, well get I pre there. appreciate you setting setting the example there because you know perfection is never attainable and I think it's important for us to all, you know, not beat ourselves up when we didn't have, you know, 67 days in a row of, you know, one particular, you know, best way for us to elevate our life on a daily basis. So I think there's a lot of wisdom there. And, uh, you know, also recognizing that, you know, progress is greater than perfection, right? Mm -hmm. And, you know, having the intention to grow is amazing. And so talk to me, uh, Brian, what's the biggest way that you elevate others around you? You know, I, I try to, to give back in, in, in many ways. Um, you know, our, our podcast is aimed at teaching people to, to be able to syndicate. You know, we bring uh, an experienced investor and an aspiring investor on every episode. And, uh, you know, I know we're going to have you on the podcast soon. So it, it's aimed at the aspiring investor who, who wants to get into the game. Uh, I remember how much I struggled, but, uh, you know, I, I take probably way too many calls in an average week from people who just want to ask questions, you know, and, um, you know, the, the teacher in me, the, the, the part of me that wants to help others, you know, when people say, hey, can I get 10 minutes of your time or half hour of your time? Um, you know, yeah, you know, the, the end, and like I said, I, I, I do it far too much for to make sense for from a time perspective. But uh, um, yeah, I do like helping people with with what they're they're struggling with, especially if it's, you know, within one of my areas of strength. Yeah, and time is our most valuable commodity, right? It's our most yeah. valuable possession. It's our time. How are we spending our time? So you offering to spend time with other people and teach them is such a powerful way to elevate other people around you. And uh, man, Brian, this has been an amazing discussion. Really appreciate you taking time. Is there any parting thoughts or words of wisdom that you share with Elevate Nation today? You know, I, I think we are capable of a lot more than we realize that we are, you know? And it's just a matter of, I think one of the one of the themes here is, you know, I've I've had a lot of events that have kind of expanded my mindset, um, but what I've gotten really good at is realizing when I've had limiting beliefs. You know, 
I didn't realize in 2005 when I read you know, Rich Dad Poor Dad and said, I can't do commercial. I didn't realize that was a limiting belief. I didn't realize that's that actually stopped me from progressing. But um, I'm doing a lot better now at recognizing, you know, my own inhibitions that are limiting myself. But overall, we are capable of so much more than we realize. And, you know, we just have to be able to, you know, unlock that potential. That's that's what I'm working on doing every day. What a powerful seed to plant in the minds of Elevate Nation and beyond. Brian, thank you so much. Tell the listeners how they can learn more about you and what you do. All right. Uh, two two places, that uh, two websites, uh, diaryofanapartmentinvestor.com is the podcast website. And for the investment firm Four Oaks Capital, it's fouroakscapital.com. We're super original with our websites. Um, you know, we take the name of the business and put a .com on the end. I love it. Yeah. And uh, well, you're, you're very original with the way that you approach your podcast. So kudos to you on that. Very creative. And I will tell the listeners now that there is an ebook on stock market versus real estate on their website at fouroakscapital.com. We'll put links in the show notes. Of course, you go to elevatepod.com and you'll get uh, access to how you can connect with Brian and his team on social media and learn more about diary, diary of an apartment investor as well. So I want to encourage, you know, the listeners to re-listen to the show because there is a lot of nuggets of wisdom here that you can apply immediately, you know, distill it down. And what are your top three key distinctions? I know I've got a few here myself and, and some that I'll be sharing with, with my colleagues and my team. And uh, I would encourage you to do the same. You know, maybe there's some things that you, you find interesting to share with your family or maybe some of your close friends. And I would encourage you to share this episode with a friend and also listen to the episode again, because repetition is the mother of all skill, right? If you want to learn something, you truly want to anchor in your own understanding. It's about learning, but it's also about teaching. So if you have the opportunity to learn this, distill this down, share this with someone else, it's amazing the progress that you can make, not only within your business, but within your life. And so with all that said, it's about now taking massive action. So I encourage you to apply this and really make those course corrections that are necessary. So with all that said, Brian, thank you again for being on the show today. Hey, thanks for having me. And I really appreciate your time, Tyler. Absolutely. Elevate Nation. We'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to Elevate. If you enjoy this episode, be sure to rate, review, subscribe, and pay it forward by sharing with a friend. Most importantly, take this opportunity to elevate your results by taking immediate action on what you learned. For more, visit elevatepod.com.